morning to you, morning to uh, all honorable members, uh, our staff, stakeholders. Recording in progress. Um, I've noticed uh, Deputy Commissioner Love and uh, Commissioner Mietza um, and other interested parties to this uh, uh, session. We are continuing with the uh, briefing session. As you recall, we have last week received a brief meeting or a brief uh, presentation by Parliamentary Legal Service on the process or issues that uh, they've uh, recorded on our public uh, hearings, oral and written submissions, which they were focusing on the uh, legal uh, perimeters around the amendment uh, of the electoral amendment. They did not deal or um, focus on the policy option, which is the responsibility of the committee once uh, all the issues have been raised to our attention. The content advisor with a team of uh, researchers from committees collated information uh, which were submitted to the committee and we've invited uh, Mr. Salmon to come and present uh, the issues that are around uh, emanating from the public hearings uh, for the committee and the stakeholders uh, to note for, for information as we'll be going to deliberate on the, on the issues. We will able to have a, a fair share of uh, responses on the issues that will be arising um, as we are going for a last uh, response session on Friday with the IEC and uh, not responsible by comment on the issues that uh, arise from the um, electoral amendment bill and the consultation we've uh, engaged on and also home affairs. Secondly, the agenda is outlined. It will uh, the, either Mr. Matonzi or Mr. Salmon will table the report uh, of uh, the process which was uh, uh, engaged on by the uh, Chief Justice, which in relation to the vacancy at the IEC, as you all know, that Commissioner Mashinini, who was the chairperson then, uh, his term uh, has ended. Uh, will, they will table the report and will then establish a process uh, forward once this report has been uh, tabled uh, by, the, by the team of researchers. We're going to our meeting, I don't think will be longer uh, today. Mr. Matons, I'm going to invite you to take the item number two. Uh, apologies if uh, there are any apologies to be noted by the meeting. Uh, good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, everyone. Uh, there are no apologies that I have received so far. Thanks, Chairperson. And uh, the stakeholders that you might have invited? No, I haven't received any uh, apologies. Okay. 
Mr. Uh, I think one matter which we also note, uh, Mr. That Honorable Ramulo Beng, uh, she also served in the uh, Justice uh, Portfolio Committee. Uh, you'll notice that on Fridays that she's not she's not attending uh, some of our committee meetings is because she's an alternative in our committee and she's a full time on the that other committee. So Justice meet on Friday. So she's trying she's jangling around. Uh, the meeting of Uma Faith. I think we must just note that uh, uh, formally that uh, uh, the apology, particularly in our meetings on uh, on Friday. Mr. Salmon, you are invited to brief the, the meeting. Thank you very much. Uh, good morning, honorable members, uh, our guests and colleagues. Um, I, I will continue the submission uh, on the provincial and uh, national uh, public hearings, um, focusing on the written and oral submissions. Um, since the researcher already covered uh, much of the provincial hearings, um, the focus will be today more on the written and oral, oral submissions. So in total, there were 107 uh, written submissions, um, of which 40 were substantial, so more than one page, and going up to 62 pages. And uh, within that, there were also 13 organizations that made oral um, presentations um, based on their written submissions. So the members were already familiar with those who are made the oral submissions and they are now in this report grouped together with the written submissions because they're all uh, largely dealing with the same content. So I've dealt with these um, according to the, the main sections that they dealt with. Um, of which there are five or five or six um, sections in the in the bill that um, the organization is primarily focused on. Um, so I've just highlighted in bold some of the key aspects of those submissions, and I'll briefly go through them. Um, firstly, on the preamble of the bill, um, uh, Vali Musa, who's part of the Ministerial Advisory Committee on the on uh, electoral reform, in that indicated that. Uh, generally related to the bill, um, that it must be seen by the public to be fair and must be easily understood. And so um, he felt that the the new system, uh, because it's complicated, more complicated, uh, would require significant uh, increased voter education. Um, he also felt that the principle of uh, equal value of votes is not uh, upheld because of the, the discarding of surplus votes of independent candidates. He also emphasized that in none of the uh, participants submitting on during the ministerial advisory committee process um, whether public, ag academic, civil organization or political party had proposed the system that's currently in the bill. Uh, and also that the process followed is as important as the final provisions and hence the, the need for extensive public, public participation and consultation. Um, the National Elders Council uh, indicated that a year and a half has passed without the, without a uh, significant evidence of implementation, and this undermines the Constitutional Court uh, ruling. The African School of Governance and, and Alta um, uh, failed, also agree that the, the, there was a failure to meet the Constitutional Court, uh, but 
in relation to the principles of uh, fairness, inclusivity, transparency, openness, and accountability, and that there wasn't sufficient public participation in the drafting. And in, in addition, that there's unnecessary They uh, submit nominations individually, whether they're from a political party or an independent. So uh, there's no distinction between um, political parties and uh, independent candidates. Then moving on to clause one in the, in the definitions, uh, there were uh, several uh, submissions or at least two on um, by Professor Dirk Kotster and the FW Kuklag. Uh, foundation, uh, indicating that region defined as a territorial area or province could cause confusion and that uh, because they're naming a province and a region, the same thing could be confusing and they should rather replace regional seats with national constituency seats, uh, which makes it uh, clear that, that, that this is, um, that there are distinctions between uh, provinces and regions. And also, their objection was that the nine huge uh, national assembly constituencies uh, or provinces um, goes against most of the proposals, uh, such as the ministerial panel and the Minister and the report, which uh, who, that, that propose more constituencies. Um, and reason being that it's very difficult uh, to campaign effectively. Uh, particularly for independent candidates who don't have the same uh, financial and other resources. And thus there's an um, inherent bias in favor of political parties. Um, then clause four, uh, which deals with the submission of lists of candidates and uh, declarations signed by candidates. Uh, the submission from the National Elders Council is that community civil, civic organization and independent candidates um, have in the past been refused funding um, and essentially become appendages of well-resourced uh, political parties. Um, their argument here essentially is that uh, their argument, of course, their submission is for the recognition of um, non-partisan uh, civic organizations uh, such as and community organizations um, not as political parties but as uh, other organizations should be allowed to um, run and with the current situation of uh, corruption and factional battles within political parties um, if these are not addressed independent candidates will uh, of, uh, their inclusion will be a failed exercise and uh, they intend to argue for the full equal rights of independent and collective candidates, um, both individually and collectively, uh, to make choices um, such, such that uh, voters can nominate, vote, deploy, and recall any constituency independent candidates, um, uh, whether political party or, or otherwise. And also, again, they're arguing for nonpartisan citizen associations, community assemblies, councils, and citizen parliament uh, be included as, uh, be allowed to run as, as uh, for elections and not as political party or independent candidates. Um, and this could include um, formal names of villages, farms, townships, wards, municipalities, districts, provinces, etc. So um, they are arguing for more than just uh, the two categories of party or independent. 
and and merely requiring as membership of those civic organizations that they that the, their members be residing or or existing in those demarcated areas. Um, and then essentially arguing for the full rights of those civic organizations to uh, participate in policy formulation um, uh, over and above their uh, inclusion in, uh, in, as, uh, in getting seats and being nominated. Um, they also refer specifically to subject study 1B uh, on the uh, and relating to sections 95 and 107 of the constitution uh, requiring oath so that uh, public representatives should be accountable to citizens, communities and, con and the constitution of South Africa in their oath and that there be processes um, enacted to allow the, the voters to take to court public representatives who are uh, deemed to be violating this oath of office. Moving on then to clause five, specifically uh, section 57 um, of the act uh, provides for a system of representation in the NA and provincial legislatures, uh, including list of candidates and uh, independent candidates. Uh, the First Nation advocacy um, Again, uh, against the the, uh, the wastage of votes perceived um, to be part of the, the minimalist option, and uh, that there there should be mechanisms to replace the independent candidates. Uh, they don't propose a uh, solution, but there are other uh, other submissions that do. Uh, citizens' Parliament uh, argue that the the changes to the to the acts are merely cosmetic and do not address the issues raised by the concord and they should reflect equal opportunity for citizens to stand and hold office they therefore reject clause five and propose that the representation be rather 75 percent of seats at legislatures reserved for independent candidates and 25 for uh, proportional representation as per the Fonsale Slubbard report, as opposed to the 50-50% um, proposed in the bill. Um, clause 8, dealing with Section 106 of the, of the, of the Electoral Act, dealing uh, primarily with deposits. Um, here, the National Elders Council felt that they, they, they should do away with monetary, uh, with the monetary qualification. Um, since this uh, could uh, encourage or continue corruption and bribery um, in the political and private sector. And therefore, that a merely list of support should be sufficient uh, qualification criteria. Um, the citizen Parliament uh, agreeing with that and proposing that also that voter support uh, signatures would be sufficient. Um, the Institute for Race Relations and FW the Clark Foundation felt that although deposit is required, uh, the level uh, should be lower at municipal level of around over a thousand rand and provincial and um, provincial and parliament level between five and ten thousand rand uh, to pre uh, prevent unfair discrimination against uh, formerly disadvantaged uh, representatives. Clause 11, which is the, 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 the main part
part of the bill and for which they offered also the significant amount of uh, submissions uh, dealing with the with the the actual process for appointing um, seats in the National Assembly, uh, uh, including uh, independent candidates. The New Nation Movement um, propose that there be, that the 52 district municipalities become um, 52 multi-member constituencies. Uh, again, that there also should be a 75-25% split uh, in, in favor of uh, independent candidates and that voters should be have the power to recall constituents elected representatives should they choose to do so and and that the these direct representatives should be funded by the IEC. Um, Professor Dirkotzer uh, basically saying again that the Division of 200 uh, PR versus provincial um, 200 PR uh, versus national uh, split is uh, and doesn't pr pr promote uh, accountability. Um, because the last constituency, such as KZN and Gauteng, um, where there are f uh, several million voters. Um, doesn't really uh, improve access for our voters to to their parliamentarians. The then a, a bunch of different organisations, including Afri Forum, Freedom Advocacy Network, FWD Clag, Independent Candidates Association, Advocate Ebenezer Profi, uh, Dorothy Corsi, and Raising Righteous Rulers uh, believe that. Independent candidates not being able to be allocated more than one seat, even where they have sufficient votes to vote to justify this, uh, is unfair, um, and that we cannot lose sight of uh, what voters expect. Uh, votes do not accomplish this, and uh, therefore go against the expectations of voters. Um, and essentially that independent candidates are required to participate in on this in the same way the political parties are was not being able to translate their support into equivalent uh, seats or legislative representation and that this is unfair and discriminatory and that the bill does not take into account the votes cast by independent for independent candidates when determining the proportional representation um, the, the compensatory seats therefore do not enact as a way of ensuring proportionality as they do at the local government election um, a single seat for an independent candidate who receives more votes than a political party cannot be said to be proportional uh, citizens parliament um, also against the, this, I, the principle of wasted votes and that independent candidates should count in favor of constituents and independence to the end of counting, uh, to the end of the counting process without any discarding. Um, and then several organizations, again, their independent, independent candidate association, the an advocate Ebenezer Profi, and a batch of forces of change. Uh, feeling that the limitation of independent candidates to 200 seats disadvantages them and they should be allowed to contest all 400 seats 
and the the droop system should be uh, applied across all three rounds of uh, vote counting. Um, otherwise, it disadvantages independent candidates um, more than political parties. And as a result, uh, the seat share of political parties was inflated um, because they were allowed to uh, they were uh, allowed to receipt to to count their their surplus votes, and and uh, as compared to independent candidates, and thus there would not be uh, result in proportional representation. In turn, the lack of being able to uh, have equal uh, voting power and influence for independent candidates means that they could hypothetically receive 550,000 votes, of which 500,000 would be surplus or wasted, and therefore not translate into uh, their representation. Um, they also refer to the minority dissenting judgment in the New Nation Movement uh, by Judge Froman. Uh, where he referred to the never again uh, impulse in section 19 that that citizens should not be disenfranchised and that some people's votes should count more than others uh, which effectively they're saying is what happens in the, in the current proposed bill the national elders elders council um referring to the constitution um in particular section 191c uh, to campaign for a political party or cause, the current act they indicate is un unconstitutional in that there's no provision for voters to choose the president or other political office bearers. We'll also likely see the electorate directly electing their, their own president, other executive public office bearers. Um, and they it's in support of uh, independent candidates at a provincial and national level. And also 19.3b of the constitution that everyone should be able to stand for public office. As a president and public offices at provincial and national levels, uh, which they argue is not allowed uh, for in the current, the current bill. Every reform and freedom advocacy network um, indicate that the current model is uh, detrimental to simplicity, effectiveness, legitimacy, and fairness. Um, including the increase in calculation, um, application of formula, and potential permutations arising, uh, and not sufficiently, it's not sufficiently simple to grasp and explain, and also that the wasted and efficient votes looming over the voter require far more engagement and critical reasoning and analysis. And this would also result in tactical voting, since voters would know that independent candidates would have more likely have their votes not be counted and would only allow in one for one seat and thus would choose to vote for a party rather than independent candidates and again giving an unfair advantage uh, again then several uh, organizations one south african movement lenet moody uh, pastor prince soga and mandela bay Unity Movement, Nwatha um, Resident Association, and Moratella Independent Civil Organization argue that uh, that we should go the Parliament should go the further mile to change the electoral system to have to save it having to go to court again later, or since the the ruling is not proper, properly addressed by the current bill. They um, from 
they promote the the quarter bill or the independent or the uh, pardon members bill uh, system where the use of transfer votes uh, would prevent um, the wastes of the votes and, and uh, related disincentivizing of people from voting. And also allowing uh, independent candidates to contest in all 400 seats and, and also ensuring that vacancies are filled, uh, otherwise depriving the representation of voters. Um, they also indicate that there's no provision for the condemnation or wa of a waiver of either the signature or the deposit requirements, um, but there should be special requirements, special um, conditions um, to prevent discrimination of uh, formerly disadvantaged groups. And that it's unfair that independent candidates are required to have show signatures, whereas political party candidates are not required to show such signatures. Um, and in addition, that the independent candidates don't have the financial and organizational support, and thus are at a um, structural disadvantage. And they also argued in favor of the private members bill being included as part of the public hearings. Um, uh, out of there arguing that a candidate should, should have to submit his or her name as a primary candidate and then submit a list of secondary candidates as a way of uh, ensuring that votes are not wasted um, and that this is supported by Section 18 of the Constitution, which uh, is in favour of the right to associate. Also um, supporting the, the private members' bill um, for the transfer of votes. Um, Afroforum and the Institute for Race Relations and arguing that the, the new system is novel and more complex and would further discourage voters and that, that such a radical change must be proportionally advantageous and desirable, which the current bill, they argue, is not. Um, AfriForum, um, Institute for Race Relations, First Nation Advocacy, South Africa, and New Nations Movement, and Abotsha Force of Change, um, argue in favor of, sing of a single transferable vote um, which, although complex, retains a link between the constituency and the representative. Uh, candidates in a multi-member constituency uh, are ranked. Um, and the system is used in Australia, Malta, Scotland and Ireland. Um, so each candidate must still meet the quota, but then uh, the further votes are, instead of being lost, um, for the, the the votes are transferred to the voters' next favorite favored candidate, um, allowing those votes to not be waited and wasted. Seventies um, group, uh, the South African Council of Churches and the Institute of Race Relations, um, are calling for again for the multiple, merely um, uh, uh, listing the advantages and disadvantages of the closed list and uh, openness systems. Um, there, these are, again, I think highlighted last, last time um, by the, the researcher, but also in the response by the Department of Home Affairs. Um, they also then, there's also an indication of the relative uh, proportionality, connectedness, and voter choice of the various systems being proposed. 
uh, so, so it's a more technical uh, indication of uh, exactly what system achieves what a desired outcome. Um, and lastly, that the single, specifically that the single transferable vote achieves top rankings in connectedness and voter choice. And it is the one system adjudicated to treat independent candidates equitably. So essentially, they are arguing in favor of uh, the single transferable vote. Uh, since this allows the, the votes cast to carry equal weight, and the proportionality uh, is at a party or association level, and independent candidates uh, grouping would allow for them to in, be included in that proportional, proportional um, uh, calculation. Um, and that essentially voting should occur at a group level. Uh, it shouldn't, shouldn't occur at a group level. And all voting, whether for independents or parties, should occur at an individual level. And that's allowing for seats to be owned by persons and all seats requiring by-elections. Um, Michael Atkins arguing that proportional representation uh, excludes the notion of individuals. Individual representation can be included um, by separate elections, um, balanced by compensatory seats to achieve overall proportionality. And that independent candidates face a significantly higher burden to secure elections to the National Assembly and provincial legislatures, uh, but also the largest political parties benefit substantially at the expense of smaller political parties. Um, that this is mathematically verifiable and that the bill distorts seat allocation in, in both the national and provincial legislatures and uh, places uh, clear hurdles in the path of independent candidates. Uh, distorting representation in a manner that, advan that advantages larger political parties at the expense of smaller parties. Uh, that's the submission, including like various examples of how the the formula or the current poll and uh, makes these disadvantages or uh, provides for these disadvantages. Um, the indication that it's a slightly modified uh, multi-member constituency uh, system in the bill is misleading because there's no system in use where such multi-member constituencies could include as many seats as are envisaged with the regions or provinces. Uh, they, they do so in the context of far fewer seats where the distorting effect of blending individual representation and proportional representations are highly constrained. Um, and so, aside from violating the specific constitutional mandate on proportional representation, the system proposed in the bill raises other constitutional questions by placing unnatural barriers in the place of independent candidates. Uh, the submission from Kansatu is that is essentially in support of the bill and in that it addresses flaws in the existing legislative and governance systems, um, and that it does in fact meet the the constitutional court judgment um, and that it provides for minimal disruptions uh, since it is largely similar to the to the system already in place um, and that there are dangers of a constituency-based system uh, since few res residents know their who their ward councillors are um, and that they will abuse their, their power. 
Professor Doc Kutze, FWD Clark, and Dari Koso um, indicate that the, the court specifically ex excluded the, the local government system as an option for the amendment, um, and thus that the bill being based on this is, is not uh, adequate. Um, they then provide an example of how how the current uh, calculation system in the in the bill would uh, go not support section 19 of the constitution um, the 70s group national elders council uh, therefore proposed a multi-member constituencies as per the uh, fund sales slabbit report and again the 75 25 percent split um the institute for race relations and freedom advocacy network in contrast um argue for uh an open list system um which instead of endorsing the party slate would uh, select individuals uh, that they would like to represent them in parliament the institute for race relations and fw de clack uh, foundation again i think this numbering enumerating the advantages and disadvantages of the different systems without uh, proposing any um, um, particular solution um, Essentially, also, but supporting the the research done by the Vansale Slabbert report. Um, the Inclusive Society Institute um, are in favour of three hundred candidates uh, re representing sixty six multi member constituencies uh, between three and seven members per multi member constituency, and the Independent Candidates Association. Um, Again, submitting that they that independent candidates should, should be able to stand for all 400 seats. Um, the FW Clark Foundation and Independent Candidates Association, uh, delineating all the different processes that have gone through uh, in consulting on the electoral form in the country from 2003 onwards, and uh, describing as members will be familiar the the high level panel process the and the ministerial advisory committee in particular and essentially supporting the the majority or first option uh, which uh, would allow uh, candidates to represent uh, independent candidates to represent it all uh, for all 400 seats the Then the 70s group um, argue in favor of balancing the advantages and disadvantages of 100% proportional representation in constituency system. Um, so parties will nominate candidates in each multi-member constituency to cover 75% again, and uh, the local party branches in each multi-member constituency will result in their own candidates for each seat in that constituency in consultation with party headquarters. And party headquarters will then appoint the the 25% or 100 uh, National Assembly seats. 
um, on the same basis as, as at present. Um, and similarly, uh, supported by the FW Clag Foundation, in, in, uh, indicating there that there should be 250 to 300 single-member constituencies and 100 to 150 uh, representatives elected on a compensatory proportional system. Um, uh, Professor Dorcas uh, referring to Schedule 1A subclause 6 and indicating that the complicated formula for the allocation of seats uh, would uh, disincentivize uh, voter participation. And then the Council for the Advancement of uh, South African Constitution, Kasek, um, arguing that, uh, that the current electoral system and bill uh, uh, do not encourage uh, sufficient accountability and fairness. And that a single member constituency system as opposed to the multi-member constituency system should be adopted. Uh, since the multi-member diffuses accountability and, and uh, of electoral officials and their constituencies. Uh, to prevent the disadvantaging uh, of uh, the advantaging of political parties over over other uh, of independent candidates, um, then a relation to the memorandum, um, the Afroforum, Ebenezer Profi, and uh, on behalf of um, One South Africa. Uh, Again, speaking against the the system where candidates uh, receiving significant amounts of votes would would not have these translated into uh, sufficient amount of seats. Um, the Freedom Advocacy Net Network um, that the bill and the memo failed to address the conse consequential contradictions that have not been identified. Uh, should the bill proceed in its current wording, uh, a current constitutional amendment of section 47 and 106 would be required uh, because it makes retention of party membership a prerequisite for security or of tenure and continuing parliamentary career. Um, in that uh, a person who loses membership of the National Assembly, if they cease to be eligible, uh, are absent without permission or cease to be a member of a political party. Uh, relating to membership and eligibility in the provincial level, um, section one of the six uh, states that person loses membership of a provincial legislature, that person ceases to be eligible, is absent, or ceases to be a member of the political party. Should the bill be adopted, these sections would need to be amended through constitutional amendment. This, however, is concerning, not discussed in the memo. Um, then general uh, submissions uh, from the Inclusive Society and AfriForum uh, indicate that national provincial legislators may, as a consequence of the judgment, have to rethink how they function now that independent, independent candidates take up seats. Um, the rules and procedures of the legislature may require amendments as uh, the constitutional, as may uh, constitutional provisions uh, providing for minority party participation in the business of legislatures, which have to, which, which would have to be expanded uh, since the current system is based on the party on the party system. Uh, First Nation advocacy opposes the bill in its entirety, 
um, in that it does not cater for the for independent candidates to uh, participate in the National Council of Provinces, and that this should be corrected. Um, Zolani Zanyane objected to the bill in that it makes political parties superior to independent candidates, and that uh, after 18 months, uh, the bill had still not been introduced or had still not been finalized. Um, that parliament has therefore failed to uh, ensure effective participatory democracy. The uh, Halton provincial legislature, and this is also uh, dealt by the legal section uh, last week, are uh, arguing that the section 114 of the Electoral Act refers to the formulas for the determination of a number of seats provincial legislatures and alludes to Schedule 3, um, which indicates that the number of seats of a provincial legislature must be determined by awarding one seat for every 100,000 of the population. Whose ordinary place is residence in the province, with a maximum of thirty and a, with a minimum of thirty and a maximum of eighty seats. Uh, that the at the time of enactment of the Electoral Act uh, in March nineteen ninety nine, the Khartoum province was allocated seventy three members. Currently, the Khartoum province uh, population is uh, above fourteen million, and therefore there should be therefore should therefore be allowed the maximum representation of 80 seats. So uh, they're basically just arguing that more seats should be allocated to the provinces of higher population, um, and that this isn't included in the bill, but neither is it uh, intended to be uh, as part of the constitutional court ruling. So it's a more general um, submission. Um, the National Elders Council, um, again, I think this is just a general, very general submission that um, other than political parties, there should also be, and, and independent candidates, there should be uh, citizen community and community organization representation allowed to participate within the, uh, the, the, the political contestation of seats. And that there should be an overall um, electoral reform, as well as a referendum um, to assess how uh, whether one should include these independent candidates and um, and how extensive the electoral reform needed to be, um, uh, it's arguing that the internal current political system of internal factional battles and the, the delays to the finalization of the bill, as well as the uh, the issues of land distribution and any number of issues were contributing to uh, a lack of uh, faith in the current system and therefore they're calling for uh, a referendum to uh, to completely overhaul the political and political and electoral system so a radical uh, submission there um, so that's the end of the the submission the, the written submissions uh, written and oral submissions uh, the significant ones. And we then have uh, Dear South Africa, which is an online pl platform allowing citizens to make uh, submissions on bills in a more easy format. Um, so the, via this platform, there were 67 short submissions. And they, the, they can be summarized according to four main concerns already raised um, above. But essentially, firstly, that the electoral reform is too complex and could lead to electoral apathy 
and to less uh, electoral participation. And it, it is therefore constitutionally impermissible. Secondly, that, um, that wasted votes are also uh, constitutionally unsound. And as per the Administrative Advisory Committee, um, hundreds of thousands of votes could be wasted. Um, possibly independent candidates could get 10 times more votes in the political party and rewarded with only legislate one legislative seat. And that this is mathematic mathematically illogical. Thirdly, that uh, all votes are not considered equal and the voting power of each vote uh, is no longer equal. And that the, the con concord ruling uh, specifically referred to never again um, that some people's voices should count more than others. Fourthly, that the bill fails to address the need for accountability and responsive legislatures. And that South Africa is already generally dis uh, disenchanted um, and that the bill fails to give effect to the judgment in its spirit, um, particularly given the large size of the constituencies um, and the inability of voters to choose their specific rep representatives or the president uh, or other representative leaders. Um, and that it's merely an easy option uh, to address the bill rather than a comprehensive amendment of the electoral, electoral framework. So these are the issues raised by those um, against the bill. And there were a number of submissions summarized in terms of those who were in support of the bill. And firstly, that, um, that it obviously addresses the obvious need to, uh, to allow for independent candidates, but that more electoral accountability and responsiveness is required. Uh, secondly, that, that the allowing of independent candidates would, would lead to a devolution of power that is currently vested in political parties and would lead to less abuse of public power and more responsive needs uh, to the needs of the electorate. Um, those in support, however, indicated the current wording of the, of the bill is likely that independent candidates will be severely disadvantaged in the proposed system. Uh, especially uh, large political parties being the beneficiaries. Uh, and then the, this is the summary of, of those, those submissions or uh, listing of those submissions by, by province and by concern. So that's essentially the view there. Um, some of these issues are really addressed by the DHA in their response, however, not all. Um, and I think we'll leave it there, Jefferson. That's the summary of the written and oral submissions, as well as the short submissions. Thanks very much, uh, Mr. Salmon, for uh, and your team that you're working on this uh, report. Um, we uh, appreciate it. will assist uh, uh, the work of the committee as we move uh, on in our deliberations and i'm sure that uh, some of the issues which were presented before the committee particularly on the oral uh, submissions members did interact with the the stakeholders organizations or ngos that made uh, these uh, oral submissions we may need to establish a process and i think we're quietly aware that the um, both the Home Affairs and the Parliamentary Legal Service uh, 
part of the responses or comments on their presentation arises from the uh, uh, draft uh, uh, responses uh, and so a report that our research team has uh, sent to uh, for their attention and in the main when we interact we are interacting with the the parliamentary legal service and the uh, home affairs and I'm sure with the IEC when they come again and the home affairs is on the basis of the foundation that uh, it's laid by the research team and all the reports that we have been collating. I will ask members, uh, because this presentation is for noting and to assist so that it's formally uh, presented to the, to the committee that will assist us to um, to interact with the deliberations in the near uh, future when they are going to interact with the issues that have been raised here. Um, let me invite uh, uh, Honorable um, Molekwa, Honorable Kanile, Honorable Ross, Honorable Lizelle, uh, Honorable Tito, um, and Honorable uh, uh, Pile. Um, I'm sure I, must, I, was, I was requested that uh, Honorable Hase went to vote. So I will start with her, um, then in that order. Honorable Hase? Thank, Thank you very much. much. Oh. Sorry, Honorable Yes, let me start with Honorable Fasi. It was just a question to leave the meeting earlier. Honorable Fasi? Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Chairperson, mine is just to extend a word of gratitude to the team, to ADEM and the team on research for bringing up this kind of input to the portfolio committee. And also say that we really I would like to say to the committee or suggest that we note the report and then the report must be dealt with as it comes from again in the portfolio committee. But also, Chair, I would like to say to the legal team that we need, we need at some point, I don't know if it will be possible, Chair, we need at some point to get to understand or a session with the legal team. There are some of the terminologies in the, from the legal side on the report which one would deeply want to get into and get a clear understanding on them. But having said that, good work to Adam and the team. Thank you very much, Chair. My plea is just that maybe we need a session, even if it can be a closed session, for one to really understand the legal terminologies that appears in some of the clauses. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Molekwa. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Let me start by appreciating the presentation as being presented and acknowledge the effort made in compilation of all submissions by both individual and organization. Uh, therefore, Chairperson, I'd like to agree with uh, Honorable Lekwasi because he raised uh, important issues. And it take many things that I wanted to raise. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Kanyele. Thank you so much, Chairperson. Good morning to you and good morning to the colleagues. Chairperson, we are noting the, the report. And with that being said, I also support the comment made by Honorable Lechwase that uh, before this matter comes back to 
with the committee for us to deliberate on. Let us have a session with the legal team so that we can get uh, clarity on the issues that we need to, or the clauses that we need clarity on, so that we, when we come back to deliberate on the matter, we know exactly what we are deliberating on. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Honorable Canile. Honorable Tito. Honorable Tito. Okay, Honorable Boss. Thank you, Chair. And uh, yeah, thank you to the content advisor. I think it's a really comprehensive report. Um, and, and really a, a special thank you to each and every South African that came up and contributed to this. Um, all these uh, you know, detailed um, contributions that, that really help us as a committee to deliberate on some of the tougher issues uh, in considering this bill. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Co-Chair, Honorable Zen. Honorable Zen. Okay, Honorable Pile. Thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Chair, I think firstly, I, I must congratulate and commend the, the Portfolio Committee um, for the hard work. And, and it wasn't a, a very easy journey. I think we must uh, then also extend our, our thanks and gratitude um, and commend the uh, content advisor and entire staff compliment. And I must join uh, Honorable Ekwase in saying that uh, we appreciate such a concise uh, report. Um, Chair, having listened to legal presentations, having listened um, to all of the inputs and to look at this report this morning, really then just <clears throat> um, encapsulates everything that we've done and the process that has been undertaken to date. Uh, and for me, I want to also um, note the report uh, for further uh, deliberation as we proceed in terms of the processes and to say that now we have a holistic understanding of everything. We've, this report actually gives you everything, but we also have addressed certain of the points that were raised, certain of the submissions that needed attention legally, um, some, some of the discussions, sorry, the, the submissions that needed discussion, and we're now placed in a better uh, footing to be able to, to take the process forward. So thank you very much, and thank you to you for having led us so well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let me go, go back to Honorable Tito and Honorable Lizel, if they are, they are back on the line. I think they're struggling with the network. Okay. No, thanks, uh, uh, colleagues, for noting this uh, report um, and I think members for it's important that we take along each and every submission in terms of our deliberation when we're going to interface with this uh, subject matter and we want to uh, thank uh, the team that was led by uh, Adam Salmon to compile this uh, report obviously there are some of the issues which will interact uh, on them when we are at that space uh, which are uh, emanating from the report and if there's some of those issues that probably could not be uh, covered on the report we'll deliberate on them in in reference 
to uh, this uh, court of the parliamentary legal service um, and uh, the issues that are arising from the written submissions and the oral submissions which were conducted on the second on the first and second of march uh, in the provincial uh, uh, public uh, hearings we're taking those notes uh, and i hope that there may be other issues that uh, are reflecting on the uh, jurisdiction of the uh, iec uh, i think we should are taking notes on those some of the issues uh, deputy commissioner love and you are uh, all commissioners who are here and executive uh, team that obviously will have to interact uh, with them that will assist uh, for a, a proper uh, formulation of the issues that are arising from this records so the committee uh, uh, deliberate secondly will then as members are uh, uh, proposing that we we may need to have another session close session with the uh, parliamentary legal services because at least they are not dealing with the, the policy options uh, that the committee had to uh, resolve on on the questions that are arising um, and i'm guided that uh, they may be relating to the constitutional issues that are related to this uh, electoral amendment bill so that at least members are equipped with the issues that will be uh, dealing with and I think that is the is the summary that we need to take on this matter, and we'll then interact with the legal team. It's important that all the issues uh, that members need so that you all of you we are fair in terms of the issues that are arising facing us, and that we need to deliberate and Parliament must deliberate uh, on this uh, on this matter. So I think uh, that is the uh, the report, Mr. Salmon. Things it has been noted and issues that are related to both the Home Affairs, NIC, and also legal service will come back to them. We're not going to uh, pass any stage without proper clarity and equipped so that uh, we're able to respond to the Constitutional Court uh, judgment and also inform the position that the committee will be uh, taking and deliberating on in Parliament. We're stepping off this matter. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, the next item is on the the IEC vacant position. Um, Mr. Matunz, I'm not sure who's going to uh, present the, the report. Uh, it's you or Mr. Uh, Salmon. But what I think we need to be brief is that the, we've reiterated um, in our session that the term of office of Mr. Machinin has ended. And there was an invitation that uh, was uh, issued uh, for interested parties or individuals. Uh, to participate or were interested to step in the uh, electoral IEC. And that process has went. There were candidates were registered and the interviews uh, that they were conducted. Um, I uh, uh, observed uh, interviews of all the candidates that were, were ran. And this uh, report, then the Chief Justice uh, tabled it before the speaker. And the speaker has referred the, uh, the report to the Portfolio Committee of uh, Home Affairs. Now this report is going to be presented just on the process and the issues, uh, uh, we are not going to uh, take decisions uh, today. It's formally presented on the issues, so members must then begin to go back and solicit uh, uh, views so that we come back equipped and deliberate on the candidates. The expectation is that once we have deliberated and have a candidate, uh, that candidate uh, will then be the report presented to Parliament, and the Parliament then will submit the report to the uh, Mr. Excellent, the President, to appoint or to consider 
to appoint uh, the chairperson of the IC. At this moment, we are going to, we are not appointing chairperson nor the process. Parliament is, is only dealing with recommending a commissioner to the IC, and that responsibility is carried by the, uh, the president. Mr. Salmon can take us to brief and members will comment, then we'll close the item. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Um, I'm just uh, airing now the, the letter received from the uh, Constitutional Court uh, to the Speaker of the National Assembly on the filling of the vacancies, as you've indicated. Um, and the letter dated on 10th December 2021, um, advising that uh, uh, Mr. Machini's term of office as Commissioner had uh, come to an end and that, uh, that there was a request for the process of filling that vacancy. And in terms of Section 6 of the Electoral Commission Act, the process that needed to be initiated was that the Speaker of the National Assembly requested request Chief Justice to con convene a panel, which was then done. The Chief Justice established the panel, um, including the Chairperson of uh, the South African Human Rights Commission, Chairperson of the Commission on Gender Equality and the Public Protector, um, the, that the Chairperson of the panel acting according to Section 6.4 of the Principles of Transparency and Openness gives instructions for the publication of the notice calling for nominations, and upon the receipt of the applications, the panel compiled a shortlist. Uh, the panel conducted interviews, therefore, um, and they are submitted to the recommended candidates. And the panel must submit a list of no fewer than eight recommended candidates. Um, and from the list of candidates and nominates uh, that the, the committee on its person that uh, is then recommended by the National Assembly by majority resolution was appointed by the president. Um, and following the vacancy by Mr. Machinini, the term of office uh, expired and that suitable candidates were invited to submit the applications. Altogether, eight applications were received. Um, the panel established in terms of the Electoral Commission Act changed their uh, charge of responsibility. Um, with myself, the, the, the Chairperson of the South African Human Rights Commission, um, B. Majola, the Chairperson of the Commission on Gender Equality, Ms. Uh, Matabelu, and uh, the Public Advocate, Kogani. The panel met with changed listed 12 candidates for the, for the interviews. Um, and unfortunately, the other 12 candidates subsequently withdrew, which left us with nine candidates. The panel met on nine on the next 2022, interviewed a further nine candidates, uh, interviewed the further nine candidates, and very many criteria. And we decided to submit the following eight recommended candidates, which are submitted in no particular order. Um, the names then listed there, including uh, the current. Uh, uh, the current commissioner, um, who is in, entitled in terms of the Commission Act to have an extension of his uh, criminal office uh, in terms of uh, Section Seven and yeah, Section Six and Seven of the Electoral Commission Act. Um, and these were these are the key issues that emerged from CVs. Uh, Mr. Justice Baker Baker, uh, 61 year old male, uh, with a degree uh, in LLB and LLM from UNE, LLB, uh, he's currently Director General and Officer of the Premier in the Northern Cape, and is an experienced uh, official within the IC uh, since the inception of the time, and uh, involved in body education. And in electoral processes for more than 20 years. And as an election observer, a ticket for advisor, uh, um, in the interview with Mr. Baker, uh, regarding his previous proceedings brought against him by, by the subordinate uh, court, uh, Mr. Baker Baker advised with detailed responses, and answers, and answers, and was able to demonstrate that in the process experience, so there's a learning opportunity and allowed him to go as a mature and mature leader. Mr. Baker was also not prepared for the interview, demonstrated the care, understanding of the challenges within the election. He, he had a lot of proposal on how to deal with challenges based on the previous experience in doing elections. He's not finally appointed uh, his office in management government for be an asset to the given the opportunity to make the function of the Electoral Commission. Advocate Geraldine Errol Chapotling Lowe uh, is a 65 year female with a BA in political science and LLP. She is an admitted advocate and currently chief audit executive at the IEC. She has authored and presented various papers on political party funding locally and internationally. She's an experienced uh, in working with the Commission and understands matters which makes her social mission. She has the understanding of the challenges of the Electoral Commission and is supposed to be a consultative leader in police and strategic partnerships. As, as uh, chief audit executive, she's familiar with the government's environment in the Commission and if appointed, we make a good commission uh, for the Electoral Commission. 
advocate uh, Bambani. He's a 64-year-old male and holds a BPOC uh, and an LLB and an, and a, an LLM, as well as another LLM uh, in basic theology. He's a registrar of the University of Venda, uh, had a great experience as a result of previous relationship with IEC and observed elections in other jurisdictions, including the elections in the US. Um, Mr. Bambani's previous experience in the election of the Lalan articulate changes and provided practical solutions to the commission and actually the appointed. Uh, Ms. Maharaj uh, is a 47 year old female and holds a BPROC in LLB. She admitted attorney and your own, uh, has her own firm. And she founded in 2001 to qualifications in financial accounting, public entities, and corporate governance. Uh, is also an accredited mediator with the Department of Justice. Despite having direct experience in elections, Ms. Maharaj is able to clearly identify challenges in the system and articulate possible solutions. Her experience with the legal field was, was clearly demonstrated in her understanding of the legal framework with, uh, within, the commission, within which the IC uh, operates. Uh, she has proven experience in strategic uh, management uh, as needed should be a place to deal with disputes that arise during elections. And appointed uh, to serve as the commissioner too. Uh, Ms. Maginini is a 61 year old male, holds a bachelor in commerce and business management, double major in management marketing, and program management uh, certificates uh, from uh, American Graduate University. He's currently the chairperson of the election and served in the consent capacity since 2015. The recruitment process was triggered by the imminent expiry of uh, his office as the uh, commissioner. And he's previously served as special project advisor to President Tsuma between 2012 and 2015. And from 1980 to 2001, he served as deputy chief electoral officer uh, of the IEC. Uh, as chairperson of the commission, uh, Mr. Maginini has a wide wealth experience both national and provincial elections. During interview, was able to deal with the various issues based on commission character and others. Uh, the support of his, with what is to be expected from someone who has been in the political environment for more than two decades. He's been heard the development of the 20 to 2025 uh, strategic plan of the commission, and if he wanted his experience and confidence would enable him to make much of the commission to show its successful implementation. Dr. Mbete, the 38-year-old female and older BSOC, uh, BSOC, SC, and MSOC, uh, as well as the default in international relations. She is presently a senior lecturer at the University of Victoria and director of programs for future elections, which is one part of leadership development training programs for those groups of ethical uh, and innovative leaders. Uh, during the interview, I uh, came across as a very articulate and hard person. She said practical views on voter education and ensuring the participation of youth in elections, something which she's very clearly passionate about. Uh, she has ambitious, she has ambitious and a vision for the modernization of the legal system in the state, state balance, which human rights with South Africa. The community would bring fresh ideas to the commission and make a big change for uh, Ms. Mbombu, 35 year old female, knows the DSOC, uh, social science, and LLB and LLM indexation. She currently holds the position of the executive government and insurance at the Airport Security which has held since 2013. She was also the interim CEO of AXA. And she has corporate government experience coming from a position as a company secretary in Chiaud Escom uh, and Metropolitan. She has also served as a council member of the Ministry of University of Technology. She has sound, uh, balanced, and objective in her interview, and her government experience and proven experience in developing and implementing enterprise risk management frameworks, compliance management frameworks, uh, policy frameworks, strategies and policies to ensure efficiency in, uh, in the organization she has served. She was well articulated in her capacity and for planning and execution, and she needs to understand the practical brief that she was appointed to be commissioner for the commission. Uh, Mr. Tango is a 46 year old male and holds a teacher's diploma. His experience in regulatory uh, but he's, as he was a member of the Brazilian Health Board Authority and also a member of the National Disaster Relief Board, Relief Board and has served as an interim elections observer for 2021 and 2016 elections. Um, during his interview, he came across as articulate and confident, proving energy and enthusiasm to the Commission with his passion for ensuring youth are encouraged to participate in elections. He's always born in the regulatory board and extended in the Commission. Although Mr. Tuckers' interview revealed some weakness on his part, the panel nevertheless is a suitable appointment, and that's why I included him on this. Nevertheless, the panel took the view that we met with other candidates at the Grand Commission Tango last August. Uh, thank you, Chairman. That's uh, essentially the conclusion of the. Uh, the submission from uh, the Constitutional Court, and again, the list there, um, the initial list of the 12, uh, 12, 12 candidates, but the focus should be on the nine uh, represented in the summary here. Um, thank you, thank you, Jefferson. Thank you, uh, Mr. Salmon. Uh, members, this is the report uh, before us, the outline that uh, will uh, deliver it uh, on the report and make recommendation on the stage of the, uh, the date. Uh, I'm going to just invite members to comment, if there's any comments, and then we uh, close uh, to this item. I'll start with the Honorable uh, Pili, Honorable Molewa, uh, Honorable Honorable Kipo, Thank you very much, uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. And let me uh, uh, so officially say that we, we note this report uh, for for the deliberations. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable um, Thank you very much, Chairperson. We appreciate the, the briefing uh, in terms of the 
progress and so far as the issue of IC commissioner is concerned, we take note of the report. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. We, we note this, this report. However, in your opinion, I heard you saying you were observing these interviews. One would have thought that when you note this report, maybe you're also going to make um, some comments because I'm not sure if we should be discuss- we said we're going to discuss it when it, it comes back, which I believe when it comes back, we should also be making recommendations. But it would be unclear for us if we make um, recommendations without having seen the, the adverts. I have not seen the adverts. And further to that, um, when I'm looking at the report that is presented here before us, there's a detailed information in terms of how the applicants responded to the questions. When you look 